Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Ben Post, and I am on staff with Campus Ministry, and uh, this is my family. Uh, it's my wife, Stacy, and our two boys, Jaden and Eli, and they are the best. I am blessed to be their dads, so that's awesome. Uh, anyway, that's a little bit about me. You guys are getting to know each other, and I thought I'll just let you get to know me for a second. Um, welcome to Grand Valley. Welcome to the well. Welcome to the well. We are so excited that you guys are here tonight. Uh, a special welcome to new Grand Valley students in the house. Any freshmen or transfers? Who, who here is at the well for the first time ever tonight? Well, here we are. The beginning of a new school year, 2019-2020. Beginnings can be amazing, and beginnings can also be overwhelming. Right? Uh, for those of you who are a senior, any graduating seniors in the house tonight? Okay. <laughs> Finally, right? But there's, there's, uh, there's some overwhelming things about that reality. We celebrate that, right? Yeah, I'm a senior, finally, I can't wait. But there's stress about your grades and grad school or trying to find that job, right? And if you're new to Grand Valley, there's a lot of other stresses as well, right? There's things like roommates and trying to decide your major and, and am I going to find friends here and all of the weird things that are just the reality of a new beginning in a new place for many of you. And when we start a new chapter in a new place, we always try really hard to put our best foot forward. Because the last thing we want to do is look really stupid or really screw it up, right? So you put on your best clothes for the first day of school and you try not to trip or you try not to go to the wrong classroom or all of these things. You work really hard to try to put your best foot forward. I went to a pretty small middle school. Uh, and then finally about, you know, eighth grade, I finally started getting comfortable in my own skin. And I started to be a little bit more outgoing or maybe the obnoxious, probably eighth grader. And then something happened. Eighth grade ended and I went to high school. And honestly, I remember going to high school and remembering where did Ben go? Because I had this personality that I was like, I'm kind of outgoing and whatever. And I got to high school and I'm like, I don't even know who I am. I was overwhelmed and I was, honestly, I was timid by all of the new faces. And I don't know my new, I don't know my place in this new context. And it was a really crappy feeling, honestly. And you try to just, you know, put your best foot forward. But for me, I was more of a, I'm just going to go low profile and just power through right? I'm not going to just, let's just do that. So I was not very outgoing. I really never participate in class, whatever. But I remember my freshman year, first month of high school. We're wrapping up English class in the morning and there was confusion about our homework assignment. I'm like, oh, I got it. I really don't want to ask a question right now, but I'm going to do it. So I boldly raise my hand and I start asking 
a question for clarification on my homework assignment. Now, my freshman year of high school is when I was going through this thing called puberty. (laughs) And I don't know if you know this or not, but there are times when a guy goes through puberty that the voice cracks. (laughs) And usually when the voice cracks, it's like a quick crack and then it goes down to like the manly, you know, the rest of the thing, right? But that didn't happen that day. And on that day, when I raised my hand and I asked my question in class, my voice cracked and it continued to crack (laughs) while I continued to ask my question, which seemed like an eternity at that moment. Okay, so can you just clarify that? Like that did not just really happen, right? And all the eyes of everybody in the classroom looks at me like, what planet are you from? And I just want to die. (laughs) That was freshman year of high school. And I did not want to screw that up in that moment but it felt like I threw this moment away a little bit. Beginnings. Beginnings can be amazing and beginnings can be scary and overwhelming. And tonight I want to, uh, I want to look at a story of a beginning in the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis is a book of beginnings. In fact, the word Genesis means origins. Okay, and so tonight I want to just take a few minutes to look at the beginning, the first beginning, if you will. Uh, What does the first beginning have to do with our beginning as we look at the new chapter that we're starting at tonight? We have a tradition in campus ministry that when we read scripture, the person who gets done reading scripture will say, this is the word of the Lord, and we invite you to say, thanks be to God, okay? So with that being said, Genesis Chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, this first verse is kind of like it draws you into the story and you want to keep reading. And there's lots we could talk about, but actually we're just going to stop. We're just going to look at this one verse together tonight. Can we do that? You guys cool with that for a minute? Um, We're just going to dive into this. So let's just take it a few words at a time. In the beginning, God. Now, I honestly feel like maybe the Bible could have even just stopped right there. You put a period right there and like that's all we really need to know in some ways, right? But also if you think about this, in the beginning, God. I mean, I've heard this like all my life. And I'm trying to recently try to explain this to my six-year-old son. Like he was born, I was born, I had a beginning, you have a beginning, all these things. But with God, there was no beginning. And like his mind can't comprehend that. I'm like, how can you, I can't even comprehend that. Of course you can't comprehend that. In the beginning, God. And we know the main character of the rest of the story. 
In the beginning, God created. The Hebrew word is bara. Say bara. Bara. The word bara created happens 48 times in the Old Testament. And every single time, God is the one who is baraing, if you will. Okay? He's the one who is always creating. And never, ever, ever is there a reference to any kind of materials that is being utilized. Okay? So you and I, we can make and we can mold and we can draw and we can do... Jaden, he loves art. He's a good artist. He's really good at coloring. He loves sidewalk chalk. He loves Play-Doh. He lo- he's really good at making these kinds of things. But he cannot create the way God can create because bara essentially means create out of nothing. And why does that matter? Well, because if God had used some sort of pre-existing matter to mold things, then it could be argued that God might have been limited and the world he created might not have been a perfect creation. But he created out of nothing. The next phrase, the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And this phrase, the heavens and the earth, is just kind of an ancient Middle Eastern phrase that just essentially describes totality, right? It's A to Z and everything else. In the beginning, God created everything, okay? Um, But it was more than just a figure of speech. He actually created the heavens and the earth. Now, what I want to do for a minute tonight is I want to talk about the heavens and the earth. Now, since most of us live on planet Earth, I think it makes sense for us to start talking about Earth first. Okay? So I need some help tonight. I need three volunteers to just come right, right up here. Okay? Right in the front here. I need bold people. There you go. All right. Proud of you guys. Okay, you get this, and you get this. And you get this. Okay, don't worry, you're not to play basketball. And I need these two things here. Okay. Uh, this is going to be fun. You guys are going to love this. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Okay, let me see this thing a second. Okay, this is a globe. <laughs> and it spins. And it's amazing. And the Earth's circumference at the equator is 24,901.55 miles, approximately. Okay? So that's the Earth's circumference. And the Earth rotates, right, one time every day. We know this, right? Great. I feel smart. Uh, But it rotates at a speed of 1,037 miles per hour. Okay? When the earth is rotating one time around, it's rotating at 1,037 miles an hour. And the earth also orbits around the sun, traveling at a speed of 67,000 miles an hour. 67,000 miles an hour. Okay? Okay? So this summer, uh, I went to Michigan's Adventure for a day uh, with my, my brother and his kids. And one of the last rides of the day was the Tilt-A-Whirl. Yeah, right? Spin around until you get sick. 
we live on the ultimate tilt-a-whirl, right? We're spinning around and around at 1,000 miles an hour and going around like this at 67,000 miles an hour. Like, have you ever thought, why don't we feel that? Or what if, I think if we could feel that, I think Cedar Point and Michigan Venture would go out of business. <laughs> okay, so we live on planet Earth. And Earth is also a pretty cool place, right? Check out these pictures. You know what it looks like. You live there. Oh, <laughs> puppies. Puppies are amazing. Okay, so that's, that's the Earth. That's a little thing about the earth. Now let's talk about the heavens, okay? So the heavens, what are the heavens? How big are the heavens? What would happen if we tried to measure the heavens? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and we just say, okay, let's keep reading. But what does that even mean? Okay, so this is the earth. You can hold on to this. This is the sun, even though the sun is significantly larger than the earth, I'm going to invite you to use your imagination. <laughs> the sun is 93 million miles from the earth. Okay? So you're a little too close. 93. Okay. Let's just pretend. <laughs> come on back, Mary. We're going to pretend that the width of this piece of paper represents 93 million miles, okay? So the earth is the third planet from the sun and it is 93 million miles away like that, okay? Now, we're gonna pretend that this right here is a star. It is the next closest star from the earth other than the sun. And if we were to take that piece of paper 93 million miles represented here. The distance from the earth to the next nearest star. Here, why don't you just stand right, you know, yeah, you go out that way, okay? And take this with you, okay? Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Let me know when you get to 21 feet. Close there? Okay. This is 93 million miles. And that is the distance to the next nearest star from the earth. Each sheet of paper stacked on top of the other, 93 million miles, 93 million miles, 93 million miles to 21 feet to the next nearest star. Okay, you can put the tape measure down because the tape measure is not going to help us for the next one. Okay, um, the distance from the Earth to the end of our Milky Way galaxy, okay? Um, yeah, okay, here we go. Earth, sun, there you go. Distance from the Earth to the end of the Milky Way galaxy, each sheet of paper representing 93 million miles would go from here to Sault Ste. Marie, 310 miles away. That's the distance from the Earth to the end of the Milky Way galaxy. 
And you guys are still doing a great job being really far away from each other right here. Okay? That is really, really, really far. Let's thank our volunteers. You guys can be done for now. Thank you. I'll get the tape later. It's fine. Okay? Now, just for a little bit of perspective, I don't know if you can see this, but right here is a little tiny dot, and that's the approximate size of the earth in comparison with the sun. Okay? So the sun is significantly larger than the earth. A lot of you guys already know this, but, and here is a picture of the sun in proximity of the Milky Way galaxy, a little tiny dot on the screen. My tape measure is pretty much useless when we try to measure the heavens, even with a piece of paper, the width of a piece of paper representing 93 million miles. So scientists use a different kind of tape measure. They call it light years. You guys have heard of this phrase before. You guys are way smarter than I am. I should not be teaching up here, but I am. So scientists use light years to measure distance. Speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. 186,000 miles per second. A beam of light can circle the earth seven and a half times in one second. If you were to cross the Milky Way galaxy. They say the Milky Way galaxy is about 100,000 light years in diameter. So if you were to travel 186,000 miles a second for 100,000 years, you could cross the Milky Way galaxy. Road trip, anybody? This is the kind of tape measure that scientists use to try to measure the heavens that God created out of nothing. And the Milky Way galaxy is only one galaxy. Scientists estimate there are maybe 200 billion galaxies in the universe. We don't know for sure, obviously. We don't know that because our telescopes aren't big enough to figure these kinds of things out. But just for fun, this is the last thing here, just for fun. If we were to try to measure the distance from the earth to the end of the known universe that we have ever measured with each sheet of paper representing 93 million miles, the distance from the earth to the sun would be, or distance from the earth to the end of the known universe would be 31 million miles with each sheet of paper representing 93 million miles by itself. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And this same God who created the heavens and the earth. He sees you. And he loves you. And he wants to walk with you. And he wants to know you. And he wants to tell you again and again and again, it's going to be okay. The king and creator of the universe wants to know us. 
He cares deeply about us and the things that we feel overwhelmed with. I think Alyssa's story tonight is an example of that. Coming here in a new place and just not sure what's going on and parents don't even live in the same state and what am I doing? And the king and creator of the universe says, I've got a plan for you. Come. Freshman year of high school was rough. But I survived. You were all wondering if I survived or not. I survived. <laughs> I made it. Because God was faithful in my life. And I have seen him provide again and again and again and again and again for the things that I've been overwhelmed with in my life, including 11 years ago when I came to Grand Valley for the first time on staff, and I didn't know one person by name on this campus. I know what that feels like. I remember what that feels like. And the king in creating the universe cares about us enough to walk with us through the things that we feel overwhelmed by. Beginnings. Beginnings can be amazing, and they can be overwhelming. I would say the, the first beginning was pretty amazing. And I am confident that your beginning here in this place can be just as amazing. So in those moments where you feel overwhelmed, in those moments when you put your best foot forward and you look stupid, in those moments where it just feels like it's so much pressure to figure out all of the things in your life, you've got this short window and you're supposed to figure out all of these things and have it all laid out perfectly by the time you graduate. That's what the culture tells you. But in the midst of this journey here in college, know that the king and creator of the universe has a plan for your life. And this beginning of this year can be as amazing as the first beginning was. Please pray with me. Jesus, we give you thanks for the gift of life, the gift of breath, the gift of this place, the gift of these people. God, I just pray for our time here tonight. I pray for these friends who are in this room tonight. God, for the seniors who are graduating and are already starting to look at April and wondering about grad school or wondering about the jobs, wondering if they're going to find their significant other and live happily ever after. I pray for the new students that are here tonight, transfer students that are feeling super overwhelmed, freshmen that are feeling overwhelmed. God, I pray that you will give them peace that you use them this year, that, that when they feel overwhelmed, that they will look up and they will see the sun or they will see the stars and they will remember that is nothing compared to what is out there and what the, the power that you have to, 
to create. And as far as the east is from the west, that's how much you love us. And so may we know tonight how big you are and how loved we are. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.